Hello, and welcome to Talk Theater in Chicago on theaterinchicago.com. I'm your host this week, Benno Nelson, and I'm here sitting with uh, Jaden Follow. Did I get it right? Yeah. Great. And uh, Steve Wilson and Najwa Brown, uh, three people that are working on a Red Orchid Theater's new production of The Iliad in an adaptation by Craig Wright. Um, the previews open Friday, November 12th, right here at Red Orchid Theater. So hi, everyone. How are you doing? Good. Hi. Hi. Good. <laughs> um, so um, why don't we just go around and everyone uh, introduce yourself, okay. starting with you. Uh, I'm Jaden Fallow, and I am 12 years old. Nice. And I go to Ogden International. Great. And how long have you been a member of uh, Red Orchid, the youth ensemble? Um, I think... Three years now. Wow, that's great. So, going yeah. on three. Oh yeah, going on three. <laughs> yeah, you. Um, these are both founding members of the ensemble, so we're about we're just over two years old. We founded the ensemble right after the first play that these guys did here. Fantastic. Hi, my name is Najwa, and I am twelve. Also, and I. I'm also a founding member of the youth, youth Ensemble for two years, and I go to Murray Language Academy. Great, great. Uh, my name is Steve Wilson. I'm one of the founders of the Youth Ensemble. Um, I've directed a, a couple of pro uh, plays, and I'm the director of the current production of the Iliad that's going to be happening soon. And um, I am an artistic associate at Red Orchid Theater. Fantastic. So I think the first thing, um, just to show my cards, I'm a total nerd and I love the Iliad. It's like one of my favorite books. Um, so it really fascinates me. Do you guys know just sort of how did this idea get started to, to do the Iliad and to do it with, um, this wonderful group of girls? Well, um, when the youth ensemble was started and we started to do, we did a production of uh, a very merry unauthorized children's Scientology pageant. It's a mouthful. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we did that um, a couple of years back. And um, I pitched it to Red Orchid because I was fascinated when I saw a production of it in New York off Broadway. I was fascinated by the idea of a script being done entirely by kids and being performed for adult audiences and given an honest adult production. Mm -hmm. um, and putting um, the difficult, what I thought was the difficult, uh, the difficulty of satire, that was what that play was, and uh, trusting it to kids to do the, pull off the satire and make it a really great story. So I wanted to do that. Um, education is something I'm really uh, interested in. Uh, theater, uh, acting education is mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. I'm very interested in. With. You hate math. <laughs> not, <laughs> math is hard. <laughs> um, so... I pitched it to Red Orchid, and um, Kirsten was the new artistic director at the time, first Kirsten year. Fitzgerald. Kirsten Fitzgerald. And it was a risk for her to take on the, the show. And she did. And we put it on, and it was a success with these ladies and uh, a cast of 10 at the time. And um, after the production was over, the kids became very tight, and we wanted to continue. I was really passionate about continuing their education because mm -hmm. um, they were into it. So why not continue it? So we met on Sundays and we offered free classes and just free education to the kids. And within that, we worked on some things and it came time to uh, do another production and we decided we would do the pageant again. Um, and it was a, a newer production of it with different costumes, different set, a uh, couple of different actors. Mm -hmm. 
And um, that happened. And again, it was a success, but we really didn't want to rest on that. The -hmm. idea of the youth ensemble started to grow and it started to manifest itself, at least in my brain, of let's figure out what else is out there Mm -hmm. that we can get kids to perform and give an adult run and do the same thing we've been doing, but let's get let's get some new stuff. And, um, the, you know, stars aligned and, uh, Craig Wright just became an ensemble member. And, uh, I've been a fan of his plays, seeing them here at Red Orchid and seeing his work. And he had mentioned that 10 years ago, he adapted the Iliad when he was working with, um, a youth group in a, at a church. And, I said, you still have it (laughs) and did some digging around and finally got it emailed to me. And I, I was blown away by it. And I was like, this is the next thing. If we can make this happen, this is the next thing that needs to happen. That's great. That's great. And so had you guys, um, read the Iliad before, or did you know the story or how did you know the story? Um, well, we studied the story in school for a while. Oh, great. So I already knew the story pretty well. Wow. And yeah, it's. I really like the story, and then we read the Odyssey after that because mm-hmm. that was like mainly what we studied in social studies for that year. Great! Wow, that's awesome. Well, um, I've never come aclo- across the Iliad, mm-hmm. um, but I do know a lot about Greek mythology and you know Greek gods and more about the Iliad. I just never knew that there was a book about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's wonderful. And and so do you like it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and did you think that they would or like Steve or what um what made you think that it would it would connect with a group of am I right 13 uh girls? Yeah, we have a cast of 13 uh young actresses ages 8 to 14. Oh, young women, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Uh young actresses, young women uh, ages 8 to 14 and um I wasn't sure, but yet at the same time, I felt that within it, there, you know, with the popularity nowadays of um, Harry Potter mm-hmm. and the Twilight series mm. and uh, the Lord of the Rings and all of this stuff that became popular in film, it just seemed to me that why not? I mean, there are so many of those elements that do live in this story. Um, it's heightened. There is, you know, there's battles, there's heroes. There's um, uh, some villain villains to that you can you know root against, um, and at the heart of it, there is a real there's a real serious story about struggle that I thought we could really you know I I was to be honest I was completely surprised at how quickly and how um, enthusiastic everybody was from the start. Wow, there was um the, the i th- i would say collectively the cast about half and half half know the story mm-hmm. have already had knowledge of the story the other half does not but they're so into it that's great um and I, and that was really exciting cool cool um and what parts do the two of you play do you want to talk a little bit about about the part that you play and sort of that person's story um well i play achilles mm-hmm. and he um his story is that his king Agamemnon, which she plays. Oh, great! Um, so it's all Greeks in here. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's kind of misunderstood, I think, and like he doesn't like the king, but he kind of like respects him and has to follow his rules until he finally gets annoyed with it when 
Agamemnon's war isn't really his and he's fighting it. So he kind of goes off on his own and doesn't really fight the war. So That's great. That's totally great. And Najra, what about Agamemnon? Well, I play Agamemnon. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And um, um, I'm I'm very stubborn Mm -hmm. and I am not used to getting not getting my way. Mm -hmm. And um I think the thing is, I know when I'm doing something wrong, and I do it anyway, mm. so I can show like that I won't never back down, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm very superior to <laughs> anybody. <laughs> and then I think I like further in the story, like I noticed that I did do something wrong. Great, but you know, I'll do something to fix it. But you know, I know I'm still better, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So. I think Agamemnon is just very stubborn, and she just, he just doesn't, (laughs) just doesn't get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you feel like you understand that? Do you feel like that that is, like, a good part for you, or that, like, you relate to that character? And I'll ask you, too. Um, I think that I I can connect with him in some ways. Like, Mm -hmm. when I'm in my ways, my mad ways, I think I can connect with him. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes I I like being, like, very mean. Uh, Oh, no. (laughs) No, not, not like, just out of the blue. But when I'm mad, it's just, like, everything. I want it my way. Mm -hmm. You know? Sure. Just when I get it my way. Um, And, but I don't, but I learn my lesson. And I really don't think Agamemnon does. Oh, great. So, yeah. That's really interesting. What do you think, Jaden? Um, I feel like a really great connection with Achilles because I think he's actually kind of misunderstood because everyone thinks that he's just kind of like being a brat and kind of falling off and he thinks he's better for us yeah. than them. And at school, everyone thinks that of me because like <laughs> I don't want to be a part of the drama, so I just kind of avoid it whenever there's drama and then people think I'm that I think I'm too good with them. Uh-huh, so. uh-huh. You mean like interpersonal drama, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's another question that I have, I think, and I'll ask you too, Steve, actually, is like, are you guys involved in theater at your schools? Well, um, I just started a glee club at my school. Oh, hey. And, <laughs> a little um, plug for it. Because <laughs> I love glee. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I love, we do singing, dancing, and we add a little bit of acting. <laughs> nice. And I added that little part. <laughs> and we just had auditions, and I had to audition just to be fair. Good. And, um, Very unlike Agamemnon. Correct. <laughs> and I got accepted. Great. And, you know, I just I just started a Glee Club. So well, awesome. And and Jaden, do you do you do theater or drama or singing at your school? Um, I actually just switched school, so I don't know if they're doing plays yet. But Interesting. There is a glee club which I'm interested in. Yeah. And um, they like perform at the school assemblies and everything. And- did you do theater <laughs> in school? I mean, how did you come to theater? Yeah, I mean, I started. I started when I was 11, and I I really didn't have. Um, something to cling to in school. I was kind of an, a little bit of an outcast and sort of a sensitive kid. And yeah, I, I tried to do sports, but I wasn't very good at it. And I know that game. Yeah, you get beat up a lot and yeah. stuff like that and picked on. And I did a, uh, a Christmas play and uh, <laughs> at my my you know Catholic grade school. And my dad noticed it and was like, this is something that he likes. So he enrolled me in a, in a, uh, a theater where I ultimately went to college. So I was wow. in the same theater space from the time I was 11 until I graduated college. Wow. And I really did value my education so much that I think 
that's kind of what made me want to to be an educator was Mm -hmm. I know that I, I know that that was a huge saving grace for me because that's where all of my friends and relationships came from. That's where I learned tolerance and empathy. That's where I learned that there were people of other races. Mm -hmm. And that's where I learned that there were people of other um, sexual orientation. And I learned all of these things through theater because in the small town that I was in, there was a lot of racism and there was a lot of, you know, there what that stuff wasn't accepted or talked about or so when you're in the, exposed to theater and you meet people of all the stuff where everything is kind of okay, then it just, I think it was a really helpful thing. So I went through college and, and, and came to Chicago and, and wanted to do theater here. And, um, I am, uh, I, I'm a member of another company called the hypocrites. So I do theater with them. And, um, as an educator, I I teach high school full time theater. Oh, great! So at um, uh, a school on the west side called North Lawndale College Prep, it's um it's a charter high school for under resourced and low income youth on the west side, and I teach acting there as an elective to kids that sometimes don't elect <laughs> to take uh-huh. it. So it's um I'm teaching them acting skills, and then I leave there and come here and. Wow work with these kids and then, uh, you know, go home or go do a play on my own. But I, I'm really committed to the idea of education and what it can do. That's great. That's great. So, so Jaden and, and Najwa, how did you guys decide not necessarily doing theater at your, at your schools? What, what made you decide to audition for Red Orchid at, at the beginning, uh, almost over two years ago now? Well, um, the thing was I, when I first auditioned for the Red Orchid Theater, the Scientology pageant, mm-hmm. I just auditioned for something at the Goodman Theater, mm. the Christmas Carol. Okay. And I had to audition, and I came in, and, like, the whole vibe was very different from my audition I just had at the Christmas Carol. Uh-huh. And, like, even before I knew I I was going to get in the uh, my on this whole process. Yeah. I already said I didn't want to be in the Christmas carol. My mom was like, "If you get this or this, what do you want to pick?" I'm like, "I want to pick this because I like when I went there, like I feel like these vibes or whatever, like I just felt this this one was better mm-hmm. all for me." And you know, it was the process is everything I want. That's great. And Jane? Um, well, I've been doing like all drama and I was like the only kid uh-huh. in all the plays I'd done before that and in most of them I wasn't allowed to see the rest of the play <laughs> so um, I thought it would be fun to try like a musical with all kids and everything and when I did the audition I actually kind of pulled a prank on them I sang like a like crazy song and then they were kind of all staring at me blankly and then I said I was just kidding because my mom she said she would give me 20 bucks if I did that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and then, oh, I did it, and then I sang my real song and everything, and I loved it, and I really, then I just kind of, like, came apart. 
Well, Jaden's prank actually stood out so much to us. I mean, it was such a really cool moment of the audition. And Jaden <laughs> came in and pulled the prank. And then it was like she became instantly memorable. And it's like yeah. you couldn't forget about it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm going to do that in my next audition. We were having a really hard time casting that first year, that show. Oh, we, really? Yeah. There was, uh, it was me and Lance Baker, who's an ensemble member here at Red Orchid. We were co-directors on the show and at the time. And um, we were... We were having, you know, are we, we did these announcements and whatever. And we, I think we had three kids show up the first one and it happened to be three kids that were cast. And it really was because they were awesome. Like we were like, okay, we have three awesome kids that showed up. <laughs> what do we do? And, um, the casting director of the Goodman invited us. He knew we were struggling and he invited us down to watch the Goodman auditions. So we were That's in great. the room in two separate rooms. Lance was in one room and I was in the other and people were going through the auditions. And Lance spotted Najwa and Lance was like, this girl, this girl, we have to get this girl. Wow. So at the end of the audition, we had all of these, uh, all of these headshots and resumes they were going through and we pulled all the kids that we wanted to see and we invited them. Wow. And Najwa showed up and I did not see because I wasn't in that room. So I had not met her and Lance was not here for that audition day. So I'm in here by myself and Najwa comes in. And Najwa walked right up to me, fearless and, <laughs> and joking with this smile that just melted you, uh -huh. shook my hand, pleased to meet you, and started talking about her Goodman audition and kind of doing a Tiny Tim accent and like all this other stuff before she even like got and took her spot to audition. It was just she charmed the pants off me. <laughs> and I was like, I, this, you're, I don't even know what you can do yet, but I want to have you in this play. That is so funny. And then she had an amazing audition on top of it. So... um it was pretty pretty great. But we really got lucky. That's why I kind of I go back to I feel like Red Orchid was the right place and the right time to do what we did because the kids kind of came to us. We didn't get these kids auditioning for us. There wasn't a line of kids, mm -hmm. but the ones were coming in were ready for what we were wanting to do. Wow. And um it's really I I really feel lucky. I really do. That's great. That's great. <laughs> now, so you were mouthing, I didn't know that story. Is it true? <laughs> I didn't know. I, well, I knew that they were, they picked some people from the audition, but I didn't know that they were in another room. That is so funny. Like, I'm like, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you still do your Tiny Tim impression? I don't, I don't know any words, but I know how to have a British accent. You said, please, sir. That's what you kept saying. Please, sir. That's what you kept saying over and over again. Please, sir. That's so funny. And, and Jaden, can you still sing your funny song? Do you remember what it was? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, 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 do. Can't touch this. Do, 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 do. Oh, my God. That is so great. Do you remember what you bought with the $20? Um, oh, yeah, uh, I put it towards um, my iPod. Nice. I've been saving up for that. Well done. Well, well now <laughs> you can listen to it on your iPod. Uh, um, so, I mean, I guess my question is, it's it's so funny because you guys are so joyous and so pleasant. Um, and the Iliad is, like, really dark. It's got just incredible gore, and it deals with some really serious issues. How do the three of you... Um, balance that in a, in a busy sort of rehearsal room dealing with one all the sort of energy and uh, excitement that you guys you gals are bringing to it and then the really sort of heady and dark issues that the that the elite is sort of tangling with well um i'm 
I'm very used to light productions. Mm-hmm. Um, well, before the Iliad, I was in a very sad play called Hope Six. And, um, but this is like even deeper than that, mm-hmm. I believe. And I took this on because I knew it was a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I love challenges because it pushed me, pushes me to that next level. And like, the only reason that this is like, something that I want to do is because everyone I'm here that I have to yell at, I love dearly because they're like my mm. family. And like the Iliad was hard to begin with. Cause I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to yell exactly or should I just holler? I didn't, it was just, but I did like doing it. Cause when I did get in here and start working, it's like all the stress just went away and I d- still do have fun, the energy and everything, but. You know, that's great. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, um, I've been doing dramas mainly, so it's like not like difficult for me to like just have a straight face. And also, like Najwa said, it's not hard to yell at people who you love, so Uh that's easier. But I think it's like kind of intriguing how we all have, like, we're all so happy, like, the entire cast is, like, great personalities, and then as soon as we walk in the door, we're all, like, Uh and it's all straight faces and everything, and then everyone, it's, like, uh, we actually fight, we have, like, one of the scenes, one of the fights already choreographed and everything, where they have to be swinging, like, uh, swords and everything at each other, and then docking over them. Wow, wow. It's uh, it's it is a challenge, I think, in the in the rehearsal room now of keeping everybody, reminding everybody that there's you know the first day of rehearsal when we had the read through, I said, I said I'm going to get this out of the way now. All of you are cute, <laughs> and that's the last you're going to hear of it. Yeah, you, it's yeah. easy for you to be cute. You can do almost nothing to be cute because you are. You just are. But we need to shy away from that. We need we need to work really hard at proving what I think is um, a lot of skeptics. I mean, that's part of the reason I do this too. Is I don't part of the the thing of Red Orchid is and and the youth ensemble is I I've worked in theater education for a long time. I mean, I did freelance work for a lot of years before getting sort of this ensemble going, and I was really really kind of. I was really bummed out by what I was seeing out there with the education. I feel like, I feel like a lot of parents and kids get gouged at high costs to have their kids enrolled in a program that's going to teach them acting. And what they'll end up getting out of it is maybe a show that they create themselves on the weekend, Saturday or Sunday, and parents come and everyone goes home and you call it. That's it. Yeah. I think when a lot of kids are in plays, um, I think adults have a hard time working with kids in plays. I don't think they give them enough credit. And you hear that all the time. You're like, well, here's this play that has kids in it. And they're like, well, I'm going to cast a college kid who looks right. like a kid because they believe that kids don't have emotional maturity to handle material. Mm-hmm. And I think I disagree with that, but I have to prove myself right <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I really do believe that. I think if you work with kids in the right way, and you communicate with them in the right way, you can get the emotional stuff that you want out of them and you can get those connections and you can get the the real serious storytelling. Yeah. But I think if you dismiss it and say, it's just a kid, therefore I can't, then you're, you're way off base. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it does a disservice to the kids and their education. And I, you know, and I will say that these kids want it 
So why not give it to them in, yeah. the, in the best possible way while they want it? And I always tell them, if you wake up tomorrow, because kids change their mind all the time. If you wake up tomorrow and say, I don't want to be an actor anymore. I want to be something else. No hard feelings here. Yeah. But while you want to and while you're interested in it, then I'm going to give you the full process, adult process, as much as I can. Um, and that means everything that goes along with it. I mean, critics are going to come and look at this play and review it and write things about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's every time you step up on stage, you're putting yourself up to judgment and critique. And so the kids have to also talk about handling that as well. Mm -hmm. And we teach them everything here, mm -hmm. everything. That's great. I mean, just to, just to push you on that. I mean, is that something that you worry about, um, putting the show together and putting it up that, um, that people will look at, the use of um, young women to tell the story of the Iliad as somehow uh, ironic or as some sort of gimmick uh, as opposed to being like an honest telling? Is that, is that a concern of yours? And, and what, if anything, are you doing to sort of combat that? It is. It's, it's a concern. I mean, but it's not. It's, I feel like if you look at the story of the Iliad, mm -hmm. you have a story that is very male-dominated, but there are women present. But the, and the women have a big part to do to the story, but it's not so much the active part. It's more of a passive part. Mm. They're not doing the fighting, right? but they're doing the, they're, but they're the fighting for, so they're the prizes. You know, these women in the story get passed around like trophies. I mean, one of the big fights that we have in the beginning of the play between Agamemnon and Achilles is about the, about women. Mm -hmm. You took this prize for yours and it should be mine. So mm -hmm. I want the prize. So you take this woman and it's all these women that don't have a voice. Yeah. So there's the idea of voiceless women. Then for me, and I think that was something that Craig responded to when he was, he was doing this with a group of girls. And it was the idea of like strengthening a, a woman's voice by giving young actresses parts that they would never get to play. Mm-hmm these amazing parts of strength and of, you know, warlike warriors. And at the same time, you know, um, sort of giving them that, that power to tell the story, sure. but telling a story about kind of how women don't have the, a voice in it. Mm -hmm. They do have power, but power as prizes, but not as power as with voices. Mm -hmm. And that's Craig's take on it, I think. And my take on it is there, there's the voicelessness of child actors. Hmm. I believe that oftentimes child actors are used as props and human props in shows. Sure. And rather than being directed like you would an adult actor and, and asking the acting questions, they tell you to pose and they say, put on an angry face here, uh -huh. put on a sad face uh -huh. here. And you have to be this way rather than saying, what are you trying to do to this person right now? What are you trying to do with this person right now? How are you trying to affect them? What mm -hmm. kind of response are you trying to get? Those real acting questions, it takes more time. And maybe that's why the people don't have the patience for it. Sure. Or maybe you just need the patience for it. But it takes more time. It does. But it's so worthwhile, I think. So it's kind of twofold, I guess, is, is the idea that, that – and yeah, I'm sure you know someone will come in here and probably look at it and say – and dismiss it immediately just because there's children in it. Right. And if they write a review about that, then my point's made. Uh-huh. Before yeah. they even, you know what I mean? Yeah, so there's yeah. one point that we're making. Yeah. If so, the best thing someone could do, a critic could do, is come in here and look at it like a piece of work mm -hmm. that is in uh, that is part of Chicago theater. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that the kids and doing this work deserve just as much of a piece of it as adult Red Orchid Ensemble members coming in to do a show. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And Jaden and Najwa, do you guys have anything you want to add to that or, or without naming names, uh, other experiences at, at theaters that you've had? Well, um, like Steve said about the women, mm-hmm. like the arguments with about women. Mm-hmm. And that's also a challenge if you're a young woman. Yeah. And um, I think what gets me in the place is, like, I I don't take on the manly role. I just take on the stiff, strict role. Hmm. Like, it's all about myself because mm-hmm. I know I'm not a man, so I can't picture myself in that way. Uh-huh. So I just try to pick up another way. I mean, and what I believe is, like, the women in this show are seen but not heard. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, I, I caught you say uh, earlier in the, in our conversation, you know, Agamemnon, she is a kind of person who, and, and do you think about it that way? I mean, do you think like, here's a strong woman who is in charge of a country? Do you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. h- how do you re- sort of wrap your head around that? I, well, the thing is, I picked, I know he's a man. Uh-huh. And I, I, I know I'm a young female, mm-hmm. but while I'm playing Agamemnon, like I said, I'm strict, but I I know I'm a female mm-hmm. and I won't see myself as a male. So I slipped up and said, she. "Okay, all right. Well, I don't mean to tease you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had told them too that I had rather. I think it's more interesting, and I'm sort of directing them in the way of like I'd rather see them rather than imitate men and try to create a man's voice and be men. I'd rather them find the strength of men of these warriors with inside yeah. them. And let that tell the story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it strikes me, you know, if if you say the story is universal, then what is it about your own lives that seems like this story? Or are they men because it's important that they're men? Or are they men because they were ancient Greeks and they only wrote about men anyway? Well, when I think of stuff like, like what you just said, like men, men, men. Yeah. Like we were talking in school when they were saying like one man. Uh-huh. Male man, uh-huh, uh-huh. police man, uh-huh. everything is just man, 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 man. Uh-huh. And then I just think of this myself: one man, with men. Uh-huh. It's just like I think everything is spotted on men wow. as in charge, like the brave ones, the one that goes downstairs when you hear something with a bat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I think in this world they're superior, mm. like. Just for instance, there has never been a female president, uh-huh. <laughs> and that needs to be accomplished. <laughs> so I just think it's a man's world, like the song. It's a man's world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jade, I want to give you a chance to talk about it too. Just you know, your experience in, in maybe in theater in general as a young actor, and and then also um, you know, sort of grappling with these these sort of uh, uh, issues of gender. Um. Well, and. The theater I've done in the past, uh, being, like, young and a girl, I didn't really have, like, many lines or anything. I just mm-hmm. kind of, like, came out, stood there or something like that. Uh-huh. Or in another play, I kind of just, like, continued in action over and over and over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like I was the main character and I had so many lines or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I still think it's good that I got to be able to, like, be in this serious like play because in one of them um my father gouged his eyes out 
And another Thanks. one, I was kidnapped by a group of men and thrown in a dungeon. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, I've played serious parts, and I think that's a great opportunity, but um, it's not the – those actual characters that I've played aren't, like, big or anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and with the gender, um, I think no matter how far back you go into history – the men always did the hunting or all that, and then the woman always had to stay home. They never got to do anything big. They never got to go out and get the food. Mm-hmm. That was always the men's responsibility. They cooked, cleaned, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do you feel like your um, sort of participation in this play is a step in the right direction? Yes. I think that like it really shows that uh, – Girls um, can do the same things men can do, mm-hmm. and they're just as strong and smart, and uh, everything shouldn't really revolve around that. That's great. Yeah. And I'm also thinking, like, somewhere in the show, it's like, he says, you're like a woman. You're like mom cooking in the kitchen. Yeah. I mean, like, when I first heard it, it offended me, but then I was just like, you know, that's how it was, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. The guys went off to war. The women stayed and cooked, made meals, and hoped they came back. Right. And just like me hearing that, and I knew it. I knew it happened. It was just like me hearing it, and then I was just—I didn't know. It's—it was just like first time I heard it. I was just offended as a female. Right. I right. can do this, and I can show you I can do this. It was one of those competitive <laughs> challenges things. Like I can do it, and. I bet you can too, but let me show you I can do it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just touching on that too, uh, um, Steve, um, tell me about the production team that's involved in the in the show in general. Oh, we're so lucky. Um, we're so lucky because I'm still, you know, I'm still a new director. You know, I've, I've directed some things, but I, I'm still working too. So I, I, I and I, the way I work is uh, very collaborative and I'm, I, I feel like I'm only as good as the people that I can get myself surrounded by. So I'm really lucky. Um to have an amazing group of human beings, a lot of people on this. And it was, it was a, a big thing for me was to get a lot of women involved in the process mm. too, mm-hmm. because for the age that these young ladies are at, I thought it was important for them to see and be surrounded by strong women mm-hmm. in the field yeah. that are doing all sorts of things in the field and, and sort of, you know, and that have all these different personalities to sort of, you know, just to see that and be a part of that. That's great. Um, so we have um, a dramaturg, female dramaturg, Kelly Marino. We have um, female stage manager, Mary Ellen Reich. We have um, an ASM female, uh, Mackenzie Yeager. We have the uh, female um, uh, costume designer, uh, Joanna Melville. We have... Um, God, there's uh, we've got some puppeteers. We're going to work with some shadow puppetry. Oh, great! Which is going to be very exciting. We're going to do, um, and then Sean Mall- Mallory is doing uh, lights, and um, yeah, we've got a really, really great. And if I've uh, left anyone out, my apologies because <laughs> it's a long, it's a long list of humans. But it takes that. Like I always say, you know, it takes a village <laughs> for, especially in, in this case. I mean, and to the credit to the the parents of this group of not just the ensemble members, but the new kids on board are very supportive and very, very just very helpful. Um, and with that, we're going to be able. Some of the parents are volunteering, and we're going to we're scheduling student matinees. The Red Orchids never had student matinees. Wow, that's because their great. shows have never really been able to do that. Mm-hmm. But right. this is a show that calls for it, 
And um, I'm really fascinated by the idea of kids teaching other kids. Wow. So these kids are going to come and fill this theater and watch this play and learn this story from other kids. And that's exciting to me. Yeah. And that takes the education bit uh, a step further, mm-hmm, I think, mm-hmm. uh, than what's, again, what what is being offered out there. That's great. Yeah. Is that exciting to you, the opportunity to perform not only in this great theater for for adults, but also for your peers? Uh, yeah. My school actually booked out. Uh, an entire theater for one show. Wow. And they've already told all the students and everything. And they they said, they like each individually come up to me and said, oh, wow, I'm so excited to see it. That's so cool. That's great. And I think it's really awesome to get to show not only what we can do, but um, actually get to show them what happened back then. Yeah. And like why you're tired in yeah. the morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I am planning on getting my school up here because my principal supports stuff like this. That's great. And um, I told I told my class, like, if you want to come, you can come. Like, I'll try to figure out a way you can come or whatever mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. our school can see acting since now we have a glee club and you can, you know, join any if you want to. So I made this big announcement and, like, if I can get them the, here, I, I will get them here yeah, to support yeah the whole ensemble and when i told them they're like i didn't know you're in this i didn't know you're into this i didn't know you did i was like yeah you should come check me out (laughs) (laughs) that's great i guess like yeah the last question i had was just you know as excited as the four of us may be about this play and i really really am um uh it is still i think it's one of those things when you tell people about they think you're crazy or they think you got it wrong you're saying oh yeah i'm gonna go talk to these people it's like these 13 girls are gonna put on the iliad everyone's like what and and so it sounds like both of you have like really supportive environments is that true or or how how have people been reacting i've met a few people that are like at my school Mm -hmm. one of the ladies that were sitting at the desk i made the announcement you know she was like, oh, 13 girls? Oh, I didn't know that that was going to be th- kids. Uh, <laughs> no adults in the show? Oh, I didn't know that. I'm just oh, like, wow. and I was like, and then the, I was like, there you know, go. we're very there mature kids. She was just very yeah. rude. Oh, kids. <laughs> mature enough to be polite to someone who just made an announcement for one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so she was, I was just like, yeah, we got this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, pretty much everyone has been supportive, but like there have been like a couple of the boys. I just want to point that out. Yeah. None of the girls have said anything bad. Except that's going to be awesome. Uh, A couple of the boys were like, wait, so it's all girls? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, you're playing men? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And some guys are like competitive with it. Oh, I bet you can do that. Like I can do it. (laughs) I'm like, like I told some guys, like you can come there. Like, can I get an early dismissal? I'm like, what do you mean? Uh, <laughs> and they're like, you can't play this like I can because we're men. We're strong men and women. Women can't do anything. I'm like, please. <laughs> we're that's good at great. tennis. <laughs> that's great. Well, I look forward to you guys changing their minds. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, there it is right there, yeah, right? Yeah. That's the whole thing that I feel, you know, pretty passionate about battling. You know, I keep, uh, if there are, if there are, you know, anyone out there in a, in a theater company who's listening to this, if you have an education program or you want to start one, step back, think about why you started it and why you have it and make sure it's for the right reasons because mm-hmm. that's real important. You know, there I've heard 
people say the words, we need to start an education program so we can get grant money to do our plays. Oh, yeah. 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 I've hear, heard people say, we need to start an education outreach program so we can get money to put it elsewhere. You know, and that's fine and fair if that's it. But remember what you're doing. Yeah. And don't, you know, and, 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 and if, you, if you are, then at least take the time to educate the kids and give them the benefit of a doubt and let, you know, let's prove to all those people out there that these kids actually can do if we, you know, if we, if we empower them, let's empower them with a good story, good writing, good parts, and let's empower these young actresses to tell the story and see what happens. Great. Yeah. Well, I look forward to it. Well, the show opens uh, Friday, November 12th for previews. Um, uh, Nigel Brown, Jaden Fallow, and Steve Wilson, thank you guys so much for talking to me. You're welcome. Thanks for talking to us. Mm-hmm.